My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to one of the leads of Daisy Jones and the Six. The show is an adaptation from a popular book by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and it takes place in 1977, where Daisy Jones and the Six were on the top of the world. The band had risen from obscurity to fame, and then, after a sold-out show in Chicago's Soldier Field, they called it quits. Now, decades later, the band manages to agree to come together to reveal the truth. So, to talk about the show and his amazing career, here is the one and only Sam Claflin. Oh, oh my gosh. Like I said before I started recording, I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited to speak to you. Thank you for taking the time. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. So, literally, they made the announcement of Daisy Jones and the Six. I, before I saw a trailer... I reached out and you guys were doing so much press that it it was like, bam, 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 bam. And I was like, um, I don't think they're going to have time. And I got some of you, but I mean, a lot of pressure I think was on you and Riley to kind of show up and do everything everywhere. I I, I think, yeah. I've been annoying your team. (laughs) I've definitely been jet setting all over America um, and and enjoying every moment, honestly, like talking about a project that you love and feel passionate about and, you know, and with people that you genuinely feel genuine love for. um, It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a treat. It's a treat for me. It doesn't feel like work kind of selling things like this um, or talking about them. So, yeah, no, it's been, it's, it's my pleasure to talk to you and to talk, to talk to you about this, though. I know. I'm so excited. Well, I want to bring up a few things really quickly because you've been in some famous cult classics and <laughs> I will circle and it will make sense when I, when I finish, I will circle back, but I wrote down, um, and some of these I'm obsessed with. So first of all, I just want to say I'm obsessed with Adrift, one of oh, okay. my favorite films. And I think you did such a great performance in that. Oh, in that thank movie. you. So That's you, such you an incredible story. Job. It's incredible a story. It's a beautiful story. Um, obviously, Me Before You has been one of the most biggest fan favorites of all time that you've done. <laughs> so um, just really quickly, what was it like kind of getting that role and working on that? Um, that that one was very, very difficult to get. Um, I think oh, wow. they were similar to actually a lot of projects that I've auditioned for. They were auditioning quite a lot of people. And I think uh, had narrowed it down to I think there were six guys and six girls and then we all of us did chemistry tests together to see which couple would work and or had the most chemistry I guess so it, it was quite a rigorous uh, audition process um, but again a great story a great director at the helm um, and myself and Amelia had sort of been living parallel lives for quite a few years up to that point where we'd nearly worked together on a few different projects. Um, but I think we're both grateful that this was the one that that, that we had the opportunity to kind of, you know, uh, bond on. Um, but yeah, it, 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 honestly, that that whole experience, that that time of my life was a roller coaster. Um, I knew nothing of quadriplegia or or anything about the subject matter. Uh, you know, I didn't know Dignitas was a real place. And so just the research alone on that project was quite eye-opening, um, to say the very least. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 do you know what? Often I feel, it's it, it, quite often I, I feel like I, I take myself out of myself, my own shoes, and I kind of look look at what I've achieved, and I can't help but feel very, very lucky and very grateful that I've worked with numerous incredible um, co-stars and or cast members, actors, fellow actors, actresses, uh, directors great writing like I, I don't really think there's been for me anyway as an experience uh, you know don't quote me on this being the best of films <laughs> necessarily um but but as experiences go like I, I feel very very fortunate that I haven't really had a bad egg really um I, like I've met great people along the way and I, I just feel very very lucky um you know, I, I, you hear horror stories in this industry about people working with other people, hating their co-stars. I've just never had that friction. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think of when that, that I, I think my first ever job that kicked off, you know, so it's not even like I warmed into that kind of heavenly uh, atmosphere. It just sort of, and I'm not saying I'm the reason. <laughs> it's like, that. oh, there's a recurring theme here. It's me. Uh, no, I the think- recurring I think theme is Sam. <laughs> I, I, you know, but I think that comes from like who I, like who inspires me and who I look up to as an actor. The, the people that I really cherish and admire are people who aren't, don't have egos and they don't throw their weight around on set or, you know, just, just take themselves too seriously. I think they're people that enjoy their work and- love what they do and I think um you know my introduction into this industry kind of catapulted me into that and that that's kind of how I've remained so I yeah as I say I feel very fortunate that I've had a very good run up to now um yeah yes you have a very good run and really quickly I will mention I wrote down because I was like oh my gosh she's been in so many good things you have Peaky Blinders, Book of Love, Charlotte. I mean, I can go through the list and I'm not going to like sound like a stalker to you, but I love your work. But okay. there was a point because you were in Love, Rosie, which is another fan favorite, which had Suki in it. See the segue? Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. Suki brings us back to, yeah, yeah. to Daisy Jones. So was it weird? Um, You know, you guys had a, quite a bit, of, like a couple of scenes like in that film together. Did you think that you guys would be working together like years later on one of the largest adaptations in the world on Amazon? It, it, it's it's strange because like with that was Suki's first ever job and we were just kids. Like it was only like my third job, maybe fourth job. Um, and it was Suki's first. So she was like 19, 20 at the time. And I was like 23, 24. I can't remember exactly. So it feels like a lifetime ago. Um, but I, I've definitely seen Suki um, over the years, like at events or what have you, or I've seen her sisters or, uh, and, and she's sort of all also lived in, in a similar area to me in London. So occasionally, whenever we did see each other, we had so much in common and always got on like a house on fire. I have to say, coming back to sort of working with her properly and, you know, spending a great deal of time with her. I I adore, I adore her. Um, and seeing how far she has grown as an actress and as a person, you know, and actually she's been through like her whole twenties since I've, I've, I saw her last properly. Um, no, but she's just, she's just so, it's just, so, yeah. Like we have like a brother sister relationship, I think. 
um, I, I, it's sort of while widely known now is, is that I, I joked that she used to call me the set daddy because I would be I would be the one organizing everyone's days and telling them where we're going next and what scene we're shooting and what's just happened before and uh, I remember this one one instance when it was during all the the, the height of the pandemic or just post pandemic but all the COVID passports and everything and me and her at the airport on the same day and she was in a panic because she didn't know how to get a COVID passport I was like oh you need to ring this number and you just need to speak to this person then you need to call this number and this person will forward you that she was like oh my god how would I do this without this it's kind of I'm like her big brother in a way and um I, I love that like she she's amazing and you know a, a friend um so you know, I'm I'm grateful for the, to have had the opportunity to work with her again, and I hope I hope we have the chance to do it again, again, again. Oh, and in fact, we just finished working together for the third time. We just finished a a film where she she comes in for a few scenes. So we we post Daisy Jones have just worked together again. Um, but I, what I'm saying is, I hope it's not too long before I get to see her properly again. Um, yeah. Well, it's a fun Easter egg for anyone that loves you and watches your career. Because I was I was rewatching stuff. I mean, months and months ago, before you know Daisy Jones, and then I went, "Oh my gosh, is Suki in this movie?" And like, it took me like a yeah, second to yeah. realize. I'm like, they reunited. That's so crazy. So yeah, yeah it's like it's, it's really cool. Uh, do you know what? That's one of my favorite things to do on IMDb trivia to see who's worked with who and. You see, you see those sort of relationships. I mean, you got the obvious ones like Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese. Uh, me and Suki are the new De Niro Scorsese. <laughs> uh, who, who's to say that we're not? You know, um, no. I mean, look, I, I, not only Suki, but I think the whole cast of this project. We, we all just blended so well, considering we're all very, very different people from different walks of life and different sides of the planet we all just got on there was it just sort of worked for whatever reason uh put us in any other situation maybe not but for whatever reason you know when it came to the work and 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 having fun uh yeah we we blended really well so let's talk about daisy jones which i love and i should say daisy jones in the six to not leave out your characters especially the six <laughs> the six with featuring daisy jones yeah yeah the six featuring daisy jones <laughs> Um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, when you got the role, um, were you intensively, like, it's, it's very interesting how everyone kind of handled this differently. So I know some people wrote journals, some people went really like crazy. Some people were reading the books some people avoided the books. What was your take into creating your Billy Dunn and how did he change when you guys started filming? Well, I suppose I suppose when when I initially read the script, I didn't have much time with it. That it was such a quick turnaround from the audition to getting cast to then being in LA, getting ready to film. I'm, I'm not kidding; it was like a week, you know. So I, I didn't have much time to prepare, and I kind of hit the ground running. Um, was expected to learn guitar. Was expected to learn how to record songs. I'd never been in a recording studio before my audition. I, you know, the American accent that they. Well, we had a discussion, mutual discussion about losing weight and trying to fit that 70s uh, rock star aesthetic. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I had so many things being thrown at me all at once. I didn't really have time to process any of it. Then we, you know, in fact, the whole world was uh, put into lockdown for like a year and a half. 
and I could take my foot off the brakes and actually just take my time with it. Um, and in that time, you know, I learned about the music of the era. I learned about sort of the influences of Billy Dunn, um, like Bruce Springsteen being my my prominent one. Um, but like watched a lot of Fleetwood Mac and watched a lot of Bowie as well, uh, Jim Morrison. And so I kind of went on these rabbit, these deep dives into these different people's lives and what made them tick. Uh, and then what you have is, you know, an amalgamation of all those people uh, channeled into one. I think I think we were fortunate that we weren't doing like a biopic. It, it wasn't like a direct retelling of someone's story. So I, I kind of had freedom to bring a lot of myself into it equally. I didn't journal, um, but I listened to a lot of music of the time. Um, and honestly, I kind of just, I don't know, I think during lockdown, I had the opportunity to reflect on my own personal experiences of life and chasing a dream, trying to juggle a marriage and trying to be an artist and being a father on top of those two other things and then being a friend and on top of those three other things. So like, I, I kind of really just utilized my own life, uh, um, you know, used the tools that I already had in my tool chest uh, and put then put put myself to work and just kind of worked with the script as and when I could I, I didn't I didn't sort of I suppose what I'm trying to say is I felt like the work was already done in a way a lot of it of course there was a lot of there was losing weight there was learning guitar there was all those things as well but I mean the the the, the embodiment of Billy Dunn uh, was just kind of channeled through me in a way um, that I've never felt before never felt like I've been telling a story fully authentically and I felt like I could with this one. Um, but that was tight. We were blessed with time. Um, yeah. Well, I think you give yourself not enough credit. <laughs> I, uh, no. I think you did quite, quite a bit here. I mean, I heard a rumor, so I wanted to find out if this is true that you overstated, you kind of were like, Oh yeah, I could sing. I could do everything. And you couldn't. Is that a no, I, 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 I definitely never not once told them a lie. Like, I, 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 I've heard <laughs> actors do this, and I, I am not, I'm, if, as, as proven during this interview, if anything, I always undersell myself because then I'm like, they're pleasantly, they'll be pleasantly surprised rather than disappointed. There's nothing worse than going into an audition and then expecting the best and then being disappointed at the end of it. So, no, I, I'd said that I'd done a little bit of singing, uh, which is true. I'd, I'd done musical theatre growing up a little bit, uh, nothing professionally, never never really taken singing lessons before, bar like through drama school, like in groups, group sessions. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, really. Uh, and I definitely couldn't, and I definitely told them I couldn't play guitar. <laughs> and there was the thing, like, had we shot when we were supposed to start which was pre-covid i don't know what sort of show you you know would have been put out there like it would have been a lot of camera trickery and a lot of miming and badly you know a lot of a lot of headshots and not much of the hands but uh we were lucky <laughs> yeah i mean I, I mean i i i did i had guitar you know so for my audition they asked me to hold the guitar put guitar in my hand and show them it's like i i don't even know how to hold the guitar like i you know, I, was, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. I have no sense of time. I, I mean, I'm pretty good rhythm, but like timing with a guitar is a different ball game. Um, 
but yeah, the, you know, they, I was fortunate that they they gave me the time, they had the patience and they had the understanding to kind of give me gift me like support in in the best way in all areas, really. Um, yeah. So when like it's just mind boggling to me because you were so good as a singer performer as Billy. How do you guys do this? Like as actors, because, you know, I'll talk to an actor and they're like, oh, I've never sang. I've never performed. I've never. And I'm like, what? Like, because when I saw the show, literally you could walk off stage and you could go perform a concert. And I know you you guys did a ton of work. I know there was camp. I've seen all the social media posts. You guys did a great job of like recording kind of everything and what the experience was like. But how do you do this? Because I can't do this. <laughs> the way that I would describe it is that every single person in the world has done what I did in a way, you know, the, the, don't get me wrong. There are moments that dramatic moments that definitely, um, you know, come with a little bit of training or, or real experience, but the actual performing side of it, everyone's been in a shower singing into a shower gel bottle, you know, or, or into a hairbrush in front of a mirror or, whilst doing their hair, getting ready or drunk at a karaoke bar or whatever it is. Everyone has done some form of performance badly or so be it, but like has watched someone on stage and gone, oh yeah, I can do that. I can have a go at doing it. It's just like make, you pretend really. Like it's, that was the the one element of Billy that I really struggled to um, uh, fight against, which was his ego. Um, I think Cammy has a line, which is, you know, uh to be or no maybe it was someone who just said it but um to be a musician you have to have an ego you have to love yourself and love your voice i'm not that guy so i had to learn to pretend to love my voice and to love myself um and don't get me wrong i definitely my, my, my self-love through this project and through this experience definitely grew to uh, better than it was at the beginning but you know i'm st i'm still i still would never call myself a musician i still would never call myself uh yeah an artist even really I, I I don't think I'd ever go that far uh I just I love what I do and I I pretend for a living I think one of the best the best sort of sort of train things to train help train me in that that form is being a dad you know performing for my kids on a daily basis reading bedtime stories or trying to make them laugh it's it's every day is a performance, you know, and, and everyone thinks they can't do it, but everyone's done it. Everyone's done it. They just like, don't like, they don't like the idea of failing, I think is, and that, don't get me wrong, that fear is there for me too, too like tenfold. Um, I, like, I, I hate the idea of failing, uh, but I also, and I, I hate receiving compliments. I, I'm a, I'm a disaster, really. Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. I think, yes, everyone could play, you know, do karaoke and things like that, but I don't think we could all do what you did. Um, but I can, I'll say that for you. Cause I feel like a lot of actors are very like self-deprecating. You did an amazing job on the show. Um, literally blew my mind. I wanted to ask you like, cause, and it was funny too, because I had known you and I've known your work. And when I heard that you got cast, I was so excited and you like blew me through the water watching your performance. So I wanted to know too, like, you know, what were some of your favorite scenes to film for the season, for, for the show? And then also what was one of your, I guess, like hardest things? I think you kind of mentioned it a little bit with playing Billy. And what is some of the funner things that you got to kind of like learn from him? 
I'll, I'll try and summarize in one one full answer. Um, <laughs> okay. The, the 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 best scenes for me were the ones with the whole band, and it was it wasn't purely it was purely so I could observe because Billy's quite quiet and stoic and uh, serious most of the time, so it was really an opportunity for me to just observe everyone else making magic and I think that that was that was a thrill for me watching other actors who you admire doing good work and trying trying to keep a straight face through some of um, Sebastian or Warren's lines was just you know uh, like nigh on impossible um, I also absolutely adored and will forever uh, like you know hope that I, I, I could get to work with this girl forever um, working with Riley uh, and subsequently Cammy. There were very different scenes usually. Um, the ones with Cammy seemed to be a little more serious and the ones with Riley, usually there was always tears with Cammy. where I felt like with uh, Riley, there was a little more upbeat and kind of falling in love, you know? Um, but those two were a godsend and, you know, great scene partners, great people to work alongside. So any any scene with them was equally fun and riveting for different reasons, like whether it's someone like Cammy challenging me uh, in in ways that make me growing to make me grow as an actor, or whether it was Riley. Just the fun of being with Riley on a daily basis was amazing. Uh, some of the harder stuff, I'd say, I'd say it, it was always an accent thing. It would be and it would be the smallest sound, but they were so finicky about it excuse the pun but they were so uh exact and specific about certain sounds that and I was trying to focus on the acting and the seriousness of this and that and so but it was amazing that I had someone pulling me up on those sorts of things because it meant that I wasn't overthinking that aspect of it I was able to kind of be free but like I think I think it was coming to grips with the accent was was, was very difficult uh, not very difficult, but it was it was it was tough. It was tougher than I thought it was going to be. But then there's a lot of talking and there's a lot of singing and there's a lot of Billy opens his mouth a hell of a lot, um, you know. And I didn't want to be the reason to let everyone down. So I, I worked I worked very hard, and uh, I have to say that not just me; it was a team effort. Like I think the cast worked very hard, and the crew, and like the producers, the dialect coach the, the teachers every I mean we it was like a, such a team effort and I think that's what makes the project so special and what was it like really quickly working with um playing Billy in these confessionals as an older person well, like kind of looking back on his life and then kind of flipping back and forth well I'd, I'd done a lot of work over that we so we did that so we, we we shot like half of the show and then we had like a hiatus over Christmas and then we came back and that was our first day back after Christmas um so it was sort of halfway through filming and I did it in like a morning all of that stuff I did in one morning so you have to go on the whole journey of the whole 10 episodes in like just a couple of hours you know so it, it was it was really tricky it was honestly really really tricky because there was a lot of lines to memorize for one sitting um but it was it was just incredible. It was you know, and seeing it play out in and amongst the, the the episodes, I think works so delightfully. And you know, you can't imagine it without it. You know, it helps move the story along. It helps you understand how we're feeling, even if we don't show it in the moment. Um, 
how you know that those older versions sort of reflecting on those moments especially with billy and daisy like the two of them kind of laughing about how ridiculous looking back at it how ridiculous that argument was i think that's what makes it human and relatable and in my opinion that's that's the reason you you know you forgive billy um for i mean don't get me wrong i don't think billy does anything too too badly like he uh, I, I agree I, with you he doesn't because he doesn't sleep with her he doesn't do anything like outrageous they just kiss it's, 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 the, it's the emotional affair i get yeah. i get it i get it but you know, in, in, in a sense, he sort of does everything right at a time that he's battling drugs and alcohol, which at the time was not well known about or well talked about. I mean, again, having done a lot of research on ad addiction of that era, that addiction wasn't even a thing. Like no one knew what being a drug rehab wasn't a thing. So the fact that he was sort of ahead of his time dealing with that on his own, in a sense, uh, I admire him, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hashtag team Billy all the way. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I admire him a lot too, because it wasn't a big thing back then. And I know that they make like a one, someone has one line where they said that they didn't know what it was and for yeah. him to go away and come back and, and they're, you know, rock and roll stars and everyone's drinking and for him to have the willpower to keep running, be on a different bus, stay away from it. I mean, that's a lot i mean it's a lot to take on as a character so um i really had a lot of respect for him and the stuff yeah that I, I, I think that that's it that's what i was saying is that I, I think a lot of people like jumped on the we hate billy because they what 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 it was is the book everyone loves camilla you know and i think and and rightfully so like she's so strong and independent and and um i don't know just just an incredibly intellectual kind of woman um which at the time again was sort of all the women in this series are just that though they're all their own person and they're strong-willed which of the time again was like an anomaly you know um a, a real rarity so i don't know i i feel like billy B billy was just such a relatable character to me in my experiences of life and knowing what you know as much as i've never struggled with the father or addiction um i i kind of know people who have had those issues and so i could lean on them and lean on their experiences and kind of find well you, i'm like well i fully forgive the guy for like being a bit messed up in the head you know or like making a mistake or like never having the reassurance that he he needs because he never had a dad saying i'm proud of you son you know there there is he has so many issues and obviously we're all very very uh, clued up on mental health and things nowadays but at the time again at the time it was a different era a different generation they weren't clear that he, he wasn't clear or he wasn't told no one was there telling him that he was the problem uh, and he definitely wasn't ready to admit that he's the problem um yeah well i want to kind of end with i would talk to you literally for an hour and break down no, so same same it's so easy because you did oh my gosh you were so good in this and literally I would watch an episode and write, I was taking notes during the episodes when they were airing. Well, we, we got screeners. So like I, when I was watching them and I was writing down notes cause you were so good in it, but I have to wrap. So I want to, I want to ask you like, at least like one final kind of two part question, which was, were you happy with, and I know obviously it's an adaptation from a book, but were you happy with the ending? Do you think Billy 
and Daisy, you know, like you knock on that door in that last 30 seconds. Like, so what is your take on that? And then I want to give you a really quick chance to talk to fans because fans flooded with love for the show. I mean, they guys, they were chasing you guys in New York city, which is my city. So they were chasing you guys around. They were chasing you from place to place. So I always like to give all, you know, anyone I interview a chance to talk to them because they don't get to talk to you like I do. So. Well, well, without fans, we wouldn't have a show. I wouldn't have a career and, um, you know, I, I just wouldn't be able to be doing what I'd love to do. And so, like, I mean, it's, it's, I feel so fortunate that people have followed me to this point. I, I, I'm, so, I feel so blessed and lucky that people have, were so complimentary about the show. I have to say, I steer clear of commentary and reviews purely because I, I feel like that's, I know how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I respect how other people feel. I think it's great. Everyone's entitled to their opinions, but I, 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 what I feel about things in my life is what's important to me um, the most. And that's no disrespect. Like, again, if people weren't tuning in, if people weren't following uh, um, this story and following my career, like I wouldn't be here. So I'm sort of eternally grateful um, and feel so fortunate to have met so many people that that do follow me you know through through the years of doing this and I hope to meet every single one of them one day um you know there's so much of the world I still haven't explored but yeah knowing that I have people from far you know all over the world kind of reaching out it's it's amazing it really is incredible um and um, what was the question regarding this uh, oh the, the ending the ending the yeah en the ending for me I think sets it up perfectly for series two uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, no, I mean, I, I've, I've been, I'm, I'm Daisy Jones and the Sixes as a book, as a novel, as a story, as a, the characters. I'm the biggest fan, I think, more more so than anyone else. And I will fight you for it. Um, I genuinely am such a huge fan of the show, a huge fan of Billy Dunn and playing that role and that character. I, I, I feel like the ending was perfect to me because I think it does allow the audience to live on through mm -hmm. that at the same time it kind of does do the full circle and rounds it off nicely so if that is to be it which I really really hope it isn't I think it's like a nice beautiful ending but if in my opinion there's obviously more story to be told so maybe one day well, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for season two, or at least you guys tour the world at a concert and I can come. <laughs> That's the hope. See you guys. But I just have to say, I just want to really quickly just thank you for your work because, like I said, with Adrift, with all of the movies that I had mentioned before, me before you, your whole career, you have been steady. You are always good. I've never seen you in a bad film, in a bad project ever everything that you do is so good. It's so different. You can tell that you put so much work into it. And I watch it like critically, you know, because journalists. So I watch it critically and you're so good in everything. You're very emo. I don't know. We emotionally connect with you on the screen. You just do such a great job of doing that. And for Daisy Jones and the six right away, I was like emotionally connected. I'm like crying watching it. I've cried watching your films before. You're just such a great actor. And I just want to thank you because I know how much work it takes. I know the hours, I mean, band camp for weeks, like the amount of stuff and like, you know, every actor will kind of like joke it off or whatever, but the amount of time that you had to spend to become him 
and do it so seamlessly and yeah. such a good job. I just want to yeah. like take a moment and like, crit, like bow down to you, even though, cause you, I know oh, you won't do it, but you just well, no. do such a great job. And I want to thank you because it really touches all of us and we just love you. And that's why we follow you from thing to thing because of how good you are. And I just want to thank you for doing all of that work and giving us Daisy Jones and the six and giving us Billy and making us want a season two and you go on tour and making us want to see all of your future films. So I just want to thank you for all the hard work that you put into it. Well, thank honestly, as I said, thank you because I wouldn't have a job were it not for people like you who, who watch these things. And I, I do a lot of work. I put a lot of work into these things and a lot of heart goes into it and a lot of time away from my children. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I couldn't be happier doing what I do and knowing that people are responding in the, that way is just, that means the world to me. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. And like I said, I would talk to you for an hour, but I know you have other things to do. So I want to thank you so much for spending time with me. You're welcome. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Sam talk about some of his most iconic roles in some movies that we really love. And of course, his hit role as Billy Dunn in Daisy Jones and the Six. If you haven't checked out the show, all of the episodes are currently available now on Amazon Prime. So make sure you head over there and check it out. Word is that the show might be up for some nominations. So you might want to go and check it out and check out Sam's performance. It's really amazing. He definitely next leveled his game. I want to thank Sam for coming on to the show to talk about his career and, of course, Daisy Jones and the Six. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.